to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And it's once again time to celebrate the best of the best, the best advertising of the year, uh, as we just had the Super Bowl last weekend. Yay. <laughs> and we watched... Oh, and we watched that was my cue. <laughs> that was your cue. You should be a little more enthusiastic Yay. about it. Uh, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we watched as the... Uh, the uh, I, I can't even remember what the names of the team were. No, no. Uh, I did, did, you, did you actually watch the game, Kenton? I, indeed I did, and it was uh, 16 of the most grueling hours that I've ever spent in front of a TV. <laughs> oh, so- my God. It was horrible. The game or the whole experience? <laughs> the game was absolute <laughs> crap. Let me put it this way. Okay, so the game goes on and on, as we know. It goes on and on and on and on. Just get, drag it out as far as it can go. Um, I would say that the losing team looked depressed maybe four minutes into the game. Let's set the scene here. They look, they look hapless and angered and depressed four minutes in. And it just became the slow of the very, the slow motion march to the inevitable. What I, what I thought was quite humorous were now we're watching court and we always get into the conversation of Sim sub. When we talk about the Super Bowl yes. because it, other than that one year that we had, what was it two years ago? That they, they oh, had a couple of years, a couple oh. of good smooth sailing years when we could watch the U.S commercials yeah. in Canada and when when the digital signal was better than the non-digital signal you could watch them on a digital yes. station but thanks to Trump and his bullshit Na- NASA no NAFTA <laughs> not NAFTA anymore uh, whatever it is now the Canadian the anus can the canis <laughs> Canada, U.S. I'm, I'm going to just let you dig your own uh, yeah. hole there. I said Go anus on. instead of, I was thinking of Canada <laughs> plus U.S., but I forgot the C. So canis, canis, I don't know. But anyway, we can't, long story short, we cannot watch them on TV. No, and I want to clarify, that's for, for those who don't know, that's for all programming. Like anytime, if there's an episode yeah. of NCIS on uh, CBS and then it's also on CTV in Canada, then we get the CTV feed on both channels. Like you always get the Canadian commercials. And so, yeah. um, but actually here, I want to make a case for that being a better thing for us here in Canada for the Super Bowl. I think the Canadian Super Bowl experience of, of like sitting down and watching it through, you know, with Canadian um, uh, advertisers uh, is a better experience than it is in the States. Uh, if you were in the States at a Super Bowl party, and of course there wasn't supposed to be any Super Bowl parties this year because of, of the pandemic, but I'm sure there were. But there's a, you know, um, a lot of times at Super Bowl parties, people will be like, okay, shut up, the commercials are on. And then, ha- then the other half of the party is like, okay, shut up, the game's on, right? So there's always these two competing groups of people. One's really interested in the game. One's really interested in the commercial. And nobody's really sitting and talking about anything because you're all like glued to the TV. But the beauty of the Canadian experience is that yeah, you, have, you have the game, you have a few Super Bowl ads, but then you also have Pizza Hotline and Chicken Chef. Oh. And these like um, really – and, and – and, was it, well, am I correct? In, I, I saw a Bell 5G ad with uh, Metric. Was that Metric? Did you see that I, ad with the girl on the horse? Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that's Metric. Oh, okay, I don't know metric? who that is. No, yeah, the, I, the woman I, I, with the blonde hair. Yeah, it's somebody. And I remember saying, is that somebody? And Caroline going, uh, yeah, it's some so-and-so. <laughs> It's somebody, all right. All right. So anyway, that, that's no, what no, I, I won't look it up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry it's, about it. It's a terrible but Canadian I, ad. 
but anyway, watch it. I find like other than the crappiness of the game, which was not, it's beyond our control. I'm, I'm sitting down and watching. Now I didn't have anybody over. I was of course by myself. And and uh, but if I was at a party, I would have lots of opportunity to talk to people while the pizza hotline commercials are on. And then we would all shut up as, for example, Jason Alexander hoodie comes on because that was one of the ads I saw. I actually made yeah. a note of which of the ads I saw, and there were quite. I'm sure I missed some. I actually didn't start on watching Canadian the game TV, until about. Yeah, 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 on Canadian TV. Yeah. Some of these ads do get do still air on Canadian TV when the company has the foresight to go ahead and, and do a buy in Canada and buy the CTV time in addition to the American. Uh, so they're, they're paying twice for the same uh, kind of ad slot, which I, find, which I find really interesting. So some of the things I saw, Lurch, uh, Wealth Simple, the first thing I wrote. Uh, so it's Lurch. It's our, it's, um, oh, now I can't remember his name. Damn it. I got it. I got a Wealth Simple. This is another Canadian one. No, no, this is not. This is the Wealth Simple ads. They had a bunch of them. They had one with Medusa, um, and she's like counting her stakes to see how many dependents she had. Do you remember that one? See, well, no, but but here's what I was doing. I was playing what I usually do, which is I have USA Today open with the ad meter, and then I stream it to my Apple TV. And then, mm-hmm. so I interrupt. So when the Canadian commercials are being shown, then I stream the U.S. commercials to Apple TV. And I don't recall Wealth Simple being in that list. Okay, but I could be wrong. I could. Well, be wrong. I've I've seen a number of Wealth Simple ads, and there's a couple of different ones. And there's one with Lurch, and it is Carol Struken is his name. He's the he's the guy who played Lurch in the Adams Family movies, oh. not in the original series, of course. Oh, got it. In the movies, and he is a guy who I met, and I I remember um, he was here for Comic Con a number of years ago, and actually oh. moderated his panel um, the same year that you did Watto yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. That was that I was. Yeah, so so Lurch was here. Anyway, and this is the guy, and this is the guy. Of course, he's he, he's with um, he plays the giant. He's got lots of cool stuff in there. But I remember that was pretty cool. Um, I also saw the Blue Blay ads were running in the Canadian network. Of course, you got Blue Blay. Yeah. You got he's Canadian. Um, uh, the Wayne's World ad for Uber Eats was on the Canadian one. And then I also have a note here, too many Quest Trade ads. Quest Trade had a lot of different advertising. It's like every commercial break, there were two or three Quest Trade ads, and I didn't like any of them. They were awful. Um, well, but- our, our, I was going to say our American listeners um, probably don't know this, but we but John Hamm is the uh, spokesperson for Skip the Dishes. Winnipeg Company skipped the dishes, and they showed 150 of those ads. No, you, they did. And and not only that, but that was a very competitive category for Super Bowl uh, advertising as well, because there was also DoorDash and yeah. Uber Eats. Very, very strong um, uh, creative from both of those brands as well. We're going to get into the specifics in a second, but first I want to talk a little nerd news. Nerd news. I thought were interesting uh, that came with this is all again all related to Super Bowl but I think it, it deserves its own kind of section is that we had ads for now Disney Plus uh, had a new kind of promo and that Disney Plus promo featured uh, Star which is something that's coming to Disney Plus next week I believe here in Canada the 23rd and mm-hmm. this is really interesting because what this is and I looked into it is it's essentially the entire Fox movie lineup uh star so everything that's like not family friendly and rated anything above the pg-13 i guess pg-14 and higher uh is going to go into this star uh brand um not to be confused with stars or uh whatever else is a bunch of stuff called star but um but it's and there's a huge selection of movies and tv shows that are going to be going to disney plus in a week so i think it's going to be good and it gives you another reason to keep disney plus uh besides the mandalorian which you're not going to see for a while oh. So, 
WandaVision, WandaVision right? Yeah, and, and, and you know, they, and we have again another one of the things we saw was the promo for the uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which looked really good. That was another one of the big ads in the Super Bowl. But I'm really excited about this expansion to Disney Plus. It's not going to cost anything more. It's going to cost us the same amount. But we've got this huge library, and I think that this is going to put Disney Plus over the edge, and it's going to finally edge out uh, Netflix for the number oh, one streaming service. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think I think uh, Disney Plus is fast becoming the number one streaming service. More people. I know like I know people who didn't get Netflix on principle who still get Disney Plus because of the selection of family films because of the selection of children's programming and also of course WandaVision and the Mandalorian and all the original programming but this is going to be like it's it's I'll link I'll link to the list of all the movies and stuff and then the show notes you won't believe how much stuff is coming it's insane it's the entire Fox movie catalog it's huge yeah uh well like that's that's fantastic I'm very happy to hear that um and uh, and uh, Netflix, it's interesting. I don't think, I think the last four or five things I streamed were not Netflix. They're Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. So there you go. Yeah, and, and and lately, the only thing I've streamed on Netflix has been like the Office reruns. Like it's not been yeah. any of the original programming. So it's it's like another level up for Disney Plus. I mean, uh, Netflix, you know, give them credit for being there first. They were the first one to kind of popularize this, but uh, everyone else is catching up. And we also have, uh, okay, we had Peacock, which we don't get. That's the NBC Universal um, streaming service that's only in the U.S. And the other one that launched another, another ad on the Super Bowl was Paramount Plus, uh, which right. is the brand new kind of all-encompassing paramount streaming service and that's what um and it crashed during the super bowl oh did it really oh no i didn't know that and not only did it crash but its ads crashed on usa today ad meter (laughs) so you couldn't actually watch them on the ad meter you had to like i had to search them on youtube watch them there and then go back and rate the ads you can believe it oh man oh you know what you're right you're right that happened to me too that happened to me too now that i think about it that's right yeah, what an ad for your service. <laughs> Perfect. I did. I didn't make the connection though. I didn't think there was any issue. I thought it was a YouTube issue, not anything else. I did so. too. I did at the time, but then the next day, it all it. it but or, but I, it was I, just people were mad on on Twitter that day. Okay, that, and there was the it was just ad. for those ads. It wasn't for anything else, You're right? It was just yeah. the Paramount yeah. Plus ads. So that was, of course, starring Stephen Colbert and all these other huge stars, uh, Patrick Stewart, and it just kind of shows you all the different stuff that's going to fall under Paramount Plus. So this is CBS All Access is becoming Paramount Plus. That's the story um, yeah. specifically that we're talking about here, and that's that launches on in March, March. 4th yeah launches march 4th and it'll um it's gonna be shows movies and and live tv as well so it's gonna be all that stuff into one platform there's two different subscription plans and again i don't think this is available for canadians but um but you can have limited ads is six dollars a month um so that's gonna be like kind of along the lines i assume as as gem or crackle was where you have the the poorly placed ads in the middle of the TV show, um, and then there's no commercials for ten dollars a month. So, how many people do you think are going to sign up for the no commercials version not of many. it? As, not ad, many. Ad, no, ad-supported streaming is the fat one of the fastest growing ways to watch shows. And I, in fact, I do it too when I watch stuff on CBC Gem. So, and that's yeah, that's my, not a great experience in the past. You've complained no. a lot about the uh, the ad experience there. Well, it's free though. And I mean, I pay, I pay for my cable package and CBC is part of it. And I pay taxes, which go to CBC. Why are you, how, sorry, why am I paying extra? I'm a Canadian citizen. Should yeah. I just get the app? Drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that, yeah. Um, 
Well, anyway, and so so I just think it's interesting. There's a lot more players in the in the streaming landscape now, and it's going to just keep fragmenting. It's going to keep going, and everyone else, like I was, you know, friends are like, oh, I don't want to have to sign up for another streaming service. I'm like, it's basically going to be every. And I called this years ago on this mm-hmm. podcast. I'm sure I said it on this podcast. You know, every single studio is going to have their own streaming service, and so, but, but that's not a ton. It's like six. I think there's six major studios that kind of control everything, and Disney's like a Disney controls like three of them. Um, so it's basically, you know, Disney Plus, Peacock, Netflix. I think, well, maybe we won't get any more. Maybe that's it. Although there's a lot of niche ones as well. We're going to have to dedicate a whole episode to this, I think, because there's also Shudder. There's BritBox. There's all these, like, little niche, niche little things as well for horror movies, for British television. So we'll get into that. But anyway, two new players, Paramount Plus and and more uh, more Disney Plus are coming. And, I, you know, they're all plus. It's all about plus plus one. I, when I first saw Paramount Plus, I thought it was a typo. I thought it was Premium Plus Crackers. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, That's they got stuff. it wrong. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then finally, last story in the nerd news. And I don't know. I just heard this on the radio as I was like, I just went and got my kids from school. And I heard it on the radio. Um, they said that now that Donald Trump is no, no longer in Twitter, Twitter uh uh, users have have increased. More people have now gone to Twitter uh, since Trump is gone. Their, their numbers have gone up. Oh, it which was is... horrible. <laughs> so I think that's yeah, kind of I interesting. I love it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way better. It's way better now. And there was so much of it. And, and it just automatically, I didn't follow him. It just automatically got inserted into your feed. Yeah. When some creep that, that uh, you you follow liked his tweets, it would show up in there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then now uh, you really know who your friends are. Yeah, All right. And your enemies. And your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a look at, uh, I've got the ad meter, the USA Today ad meter page opened up here. And of course, I was following along. I, w- I was actually, I kind of watched them all. As I said, I was having, I was enjoying the Canadian Super Bowl experience. Um which, you know, uh, sprinkles them in, but you don't get all of them. So afterwards, mm-hmm. I went and logged on to the ad meter and, and just watched them all in a row and rated them as they went. And it's all very much in the moment. I can narrow down to my top three um, and my le- my least favorite three. Um, so we could talk about it that way. Or, or uh, how would you like to come at this as far as talking about these ads? Um, well, first of all, the first thing we should mention, did you want to talk ratings first? Yes, that's right. Yeah, we, I do want to mention that. Um, we'll start with that. And then when maybe we do that, maybe we choose favorite three. We're, and I worst don't know. Three. A favorite three, I can do easier than worst three. Yeah, or maybe worst but, one. Just pick one that you didn't like. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah might okay. be, that might be what we should do. Okay. So um, first of all, the ratings. Um, so something weird happened this year. Mm. And that is normally um, later in the day on Monday, Nielsen uh, releases the ratings. And this year, they uh, they said, oh, uh, there's a data issue that we're uh, working on. Uh, and we'll just get those ratings out soon. You'll see. <laughs> so the day ends. Then the next day comes. So we're on Tuesday now. And then Nielsen announces, and this is, um, they announced uh, bad news, but with some spin. And I think that's what took the extra four hours or whatever. Uh, or no, actually, it was more than that. Probably extra 12 hours or 24 hours from what it normally is. And so the first bit, bit of bad news was 90 million people watched, which is below 100 million, like for the first time in decades. So it's one of the lowest watched Super Bowls. And all of the stuff I've read said is because it was so boring that everybody knew what was going to happen. So they stopped watching. Then the positive spin was, but more people streamed it than ever before. <laughs> What's the spin? 
What does that mean? And so, why uh, and why aren't you counting uh, that towards your viewership numbers? Maybe they are, but it's the usual, it's the usual, like we need to find something positive to say here. And I noticed I did not see it covered on the nightly newscasts uh, in the US. The next night, it was like nobody wants bad news about the Super Bowl or lack of viewers. TV networks don't want to report on lack of viewers, I guess. So they did not. And in fact, one of them I saw just selected the, it was the most watched on streaming ever. So they uh, they took they bought the spin. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of weird. I mean, that's going to be a stat going forward. Every year is going to be the most watched on streaming just because streaming is more popular. And now it's yeah. available. Like, did they, did they even have an option to stream it live last year? I don't remember. And it probably wasn't as good as it was this year. Like, it's every year that technology improves. And every year it becomes yeah. easier and easier for us to stream things live from whatever device we're on, not on the yeah. TV. And so, yeah, that makes sense. Now, it's interesting because they were trying to hype it up like this great battle this great quarterback battle and old versus young and da, 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 and they're hyping it like crazy which is one of the reasons why i actually did watch the game i felt, figured it might be actually an exciting game to watch and it was not but <laughs> but I, that was, was one of the not. reasons why i chose to to watch it is because of all the hype and even during the broadcast a lot of those u.s um you know commentators and those guys were like oh just wait just wait you can't count down patrick mahomes and they're all like it's gonna be a crazy second half and it was not a crazy second it was a very boring second half so there's oh, that as well terrible it was pretty bad uh, yeah. but one thing so the so the ratings were down but one thing i also found pretty interesting i found a piece on how much the super bowl ads actually cost and that was also down yeah. slightly from last year well i thought it was uh 5.6 million for 30 seconds Is that, uh it's five well i've got 5.5 that last year was oh, 5.6 okay. so it's okay. down just a little bit um, and it's actually interesting. I've got this. This is a you know, what website is a sporting news, I guess. Um, and uh, so it's got a list of all the, the, the average rate for a Super Bowl ad it's going all the way back to the first one in uh, 1967. Can you take a guess as to how much an ad costs in 1967 for a 30 second ad? Uh, can't be much. No. Three thousand dollars. A little more than that. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven thousand. Oh, okay. So a little bit more. So I mean, it's still a national national broadcast, right? So that it goes from that thirty-seven to this year five point five million, which is insane when you think about it. At one point, do you think that crossed the one million dollar mark? What 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 decade or what year do you think we got into the million dollar per 30 second ad space? Apple, Apple, 1984. Oh, that's a good guess. But no, that's a good guess. Uh, 1985. No, uh, 1984 was 368,000. 1985 oh. was 525,000. Oh. No, it was actually in the 90s. It was 1994, it was $900,000. And then in 95, it jumped to $1,150,000. Uh, and then it's. It's, yeah, it, it does, but I do know it does fluctuate. It, then it went back down a little bit again the next year. So it does go up and down depending on, I guess, the demand. Um, I believe there were fewer ads this year than there were last year, and I don't think that was – that's not because they didn't all sell out, but they didn't all sell out right away. Um, certainly yeah. there was still stuff available in January leading up to the Super Bowl. I think the Miracle Grow um, ad was one of the last ones bought, and that was – they got a discount on that because it was, it was late in the game, so – did you um did you notice on the ad meter it kept saying to me you've rated 57 out of 62 ads over and over and over 57 out of 62 I'm like where is the other ads <laughs> and 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 it's like we will not count your votes unless you review all everything of them. yeah and you got to do it by 1 a.m. so I was like oh, okay so I just left the laptop open 
And then before I went to bed, it still said, you've only done 57 out of 62. And I just thought, okay. So I shut it down and I rebooted it. I reloaded the web page and then it's like, congratulations, you rated 57 out of 57. And I thought, <laughs> and, and what I thought was, I'll bet you there's supposed to be 62 ads. Oh, there was some kind of glitch and they just said, forget yeah. about those last five. That, that's interesting. Well, something, or maybe that was the unsold inventory five ads. Right. Okay. You're right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It could be it as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go at, look at what the number one uh, ad was by the uh, ad rating ad meter. And then we'll talk about our own favorite ads. And then we'll look at some of the, the worst, what's at the bottom of the list and talk about what our least favorite ads were. So number one is that this is actually number one and two, there's a couple different versions of this, but it was actually the rocket mortgage ads with Tracy Morgan. Can we even afford this house? I'm pretty sure we can. Pretty sure. With Rocket Mortgage, you can be certain. Not pretty sure. What's the difference? Let me show you. I'm pretty sure these aren't poisonous. Well, pretty sure these are parachutes. Mine has a sandwich. That's mine. Pretty sure you do not run. I'm pretty sure you can take Batista down. You're on. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is trending. I'm pretty sure these hornets aren't the murdering type. I'm pretty sure we can make it. Certain is bad. Let's go with certain. Good choice. What's worth noting is that though they're at the top, they don't even have a B plus rating. Yeah, they're, that'll tell you. I think it was kind of a consistently meh kind of a group of Super Bowl ads. I don't yep. think the top was stellar at all. I don't think the low the low ones were as bad as they sometimes are. I no, think, they def I think they've they definitely been worse. Like, nah. You're all kind of yeah. middle of the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I like these, the these ads were funny. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Certain is better. Is I mean, as good as any to be number one, but there were, you're right. Most of these weren't that uh, engaging. Yeah. The number two ad was the Alexa ad with Michael B. Jordan. No. So well, don't forget there's two rocket mortgages. Right. That's what I said. Two. So the number yeah, what number one and number okay. two rocket number mortgage. Three. Number three was Amazon, which was uh, which was the Michael B. Jordan. And I guess this yeah. isn't really aimed at me as an audience member because I didn't get it. Um, but for anybody who finds Michael B. Jordan attractive, then you would love this ad. I, I thought I liked I like seeing his face in that ad. I thought he was kind of funny. And I and I, and I think I'm, I at the time I said. Uh, Oh, that guy that guy's a good actor like he could just stand there and he looks kind of it looks like he's acting you know what i mean like he's not if i just stood there it would just look like a guy standing there but he but he <laughs> there's something about his approach that i thought yeah i found it amusing well, but yeah it's by no means it's my favorite ad it's a, it's an interesting because he's usually like the very dramatically like thinking about yeah. the creed uh movies or the uh even yeah. even in black panther where he plays the bad guy in black panther very serious oh, and I menacing about that um, um, so he, he plays a lot of serious roles. He's a serious actor, right? To see him in a com comedic kind of a funny, um, ad like that is pretty good. But again, I'm, I'm just not big on, I'm not big on Alexa, to be honest. I, mean, I use the Google thing. I don't have Alexa. Um, and so I don't know. It, it's, it's another kind of, and it, it's not even that creative for Amazon because they've kind of done this gimmick before where having different celebrities voice Alexa. I think they did that last year, didn't they? Some, some recently yeah. they did that where they had celebrities voicing Alexa. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Um, number four, this is actually one of my favorites because it was uh, good old Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek for M&M's, which I really, I did enjoy. Well, I thought it was fine. And once again, I don't, I don't hate it. I didn't love it. I thought I was happy to see him in the ad, but I thought the overall, the punchline, uh, we like to eat 
these creatures that who have personalities like that it's like the oldest joke in the book kind of so i was a little <laughs> bit like ah, okay like it's a little predictable but i mean i was happy to see him. it was the weekend of uh, dan levy because he was also the host of snl mm-hmm. so i thought um, he did a really good job on him. snl as well like i thought yeah. he was very very good uh, on both of those things so i think he's gonna you're gonna see a lot more um, he's kind of made it now. He's now big into the in the U.S. He's gonna have a successful film career, or, or uh, maybe do other TV. Oh yeah. But uh, he's now made it, so to speak, in in, uh, in the U.S., which is great. And it was great to see his dad, uh, Eugene Levy, at the um at, on the SNL uh, bit as well. He shows up there and he's in this glass box. That was box. the best part. That was a, that was a funny. Joke. That was the best part. You know what I liked about that? That was like an SCTV sketch yeah. from way back in. The That's day. the level of silliness they did Where on SCTV. Yeah. Yes. And he was playing like a similar character, and it just sort of made you wish they'd get back together. SCTV, yeah. one more, one more crap. Although without well, John Candy, I mean, it's kind of too bad. Well, I mean, they, they could still, still do something, though. I think around. they could. They they should do that. I don't know what their anniversary situation is, but if there's a fiftieth coming out, I think there might be a fiftieth coming up, right? For for SCTV, I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's that's yeah, that's a really good idea. And I don't want to go through all these ads. But those are the top four. The number five one. No. I'll do, I'll do the top five, and then we'll talk about what we liked. So the number five one was probably the most um, – um, uh, what do you say? Ter- t- uh, tugging at the heartstrings kind of a thing, uh, and that's the Toyota ad about the um, the woman uh, who swims without any legs. That is the ad. It's about her. And-, and she becomes a Paralympian, and uh, boy – I found, like, although the message was hopeful, I found it quite depressing, I have to say. Like, like I just found it, or I shouldn't say depressing. It, um, I should describe it this way. When you're watching the Super Bowl, that is a, an event where you're kind of, um, you know, you're leaving life's problems behind you in theory. You're, you're watching a game and it kind of, you're having a beer maybe. And uh, sometimes you'd, you'd be hanging out with your friends if there wasn't COVID. And uh, uh, when I watched that, I thought um, the hopeful part of the ad was trite compared to the part of the ad where we felt sad for this person. And then she's successful. And it's like, and I can't remember how it ends. It's like, and therefore you've always got to give her or something. It's like something. It was like, what? And thereby Toyota. That should be the tag. <laughs> it's like- it was just, I don't know. I just, I just thought they've aired too much on this. They, they talked about the part where nobody, like, who's going to adopt me? Who's going to believe in me? Who's going to, like, it was very sad. And then I became successful, which is good. But I thought that then I became successful just was uh, not quite as soon enough. And maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe the the ending seemed a little trite in terms of how they showed that. I always, I always kind of take these with a I grain of salt. When, it, when it's a big brand like Toyota, Toyota or some kind of brand that doesn't usually do yeah. this kind of thing, it feels a bit, you know, insincere. Although it's a very inspirational story and this person has been through a lot. I'm like, brought to you by Toyota. Okay, fine. Like, that's kind of like how I, it doesn't really yeah. make me want to buy a Toyota or anything like that. It doesn't really increase that brand in my, uh, in my mind at all. Um, it's just, okay, yeah. And we get this every year. There's at least one of these ads where it's like very, very inspirational, you know, oh, people can overcome and that kind of stuff. And that's what we had a couple of those. And it's interesting because now I've seen that if you look on the USA Today website, it's got like you can actually look at it by uh, most inspirational, most humorous. And they've got all these different categories for these ads because mm-hmm. they don't really want any. It's like you're saying they want to focus on the positive. They don't want any of them to be the worst ad. So they say, okay, this is this may not be the best ad overall, but it's the most inspirational ad, and that one is certainly in the top for that yeah. that one. 
Yeah. No, none of my top three made it into the um, top ten of the actual. Um, well, give me one of your favorites. My favorite is actually a, a number six on the USA Today list, which is Will Ferrell in oh. General Motors' uh, No Way Norway. Did you know that Norway sells way more electric cars per capita than the U.S.? Norway. <laughs> well, I won't stand for it. Never mind. With GM's new Ultium battery, we're gonna crush those losers. Crush them! Let's go, America. Keenan, Norway's out EVing us. Wait, what's this? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. She's really in pirates lately. I don't lately. care. Grab an EV, meet me in Norway. Okay, can I say goodbye to my family? Nope. All right. Aquafina, sorry to disturb you, but Norway's beating us at EVs. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Meet me there in an hour. Can I ride with you? No! GM's Ultium battery is made for all types of vehicles, so soon everyone can drive an EV. Oh! Why didn't we all just go together? No one will, he's probably flying private. Listen up, you fish-loving! Oh, this place is adorable. Damn it. Where are you guys? We're in Finland. Where are you? I'm in Norway. Norway? You're in Sweden. Damn it! Um, I just like, to me, the biggest laugh was Will Ferrell punching the globe. I just love that. <laughs> and, I, and, and best supporting actor is the woman who goes, this is Sweden. <laughs> And yeah, I like that. I it just made me laugh, and Will Ferrell just makes me laugh. I thought it was to me that was the funniest ad, and therefore it was my favorite. Okay, one. that's fair enough. How about you? I, what was your I, favorite? Well, I, okay, my favorite one. Uh, I think my favorite one was actually the uh, Sesame Street uh, DoorDash uh, oh. in the neighborhood. I, I really liked it. It was very nostalgic, and um, my daughter loves Hamilton. She absolutely loves Hamilton, and that's the actor from Hamilton um, who plays Thomas Jefferson and. Um, the other guy plays the French guy as well. He plays two roles. But it's just a fun little – and it's it's Sesame Street. It's a part of my childhood. So I really like that. And I watched it with Shannon, and she loved it too. She really liked it as well. That was probably my favorite one. But it's for DoorDash. Again, I'm not right. – I don't really use DoorDash very much. I've heard bad things about DoorDash, actually. Um, but, um, you know, it's – but the, again, like I said, this is the competitive. This is the the market now. Everybody's using these services. So they, they really put themselves out there with a huge – uh, and, and they have this whole thing where if you tie if you if you use DoorDash, they donate a proportion every sale to the Sesame Street workshop, which is great. So yeah, I like that. Oh, you know what? No, I changed my mind. I'm gonna change it. Oh, I'm gonna uh, pull a what do they call it? An audible when they change yeah, something. What's, what's, the fo- what's the football term? Okay, I just saw. I was scrolling on the list and I realized there was no. My favorite one is actually Jason Alexander hoodie from Tide. That would I love be that my one. second favorite. That's okay, my second that was, favorite okay, one. Okay, so that's so I'll flip mine around. So my favorite is yeah. Jason Alexander hoodie. My second favorite is Sesame Street. Um okay. because that Jason that's Alexander cool. hoodie was pretty funny. Yes. I mean I hey, I was happy to see him. I was happy to see the hoodie. Uh I I would wear that hoodie. If they made it's it gonna available. be. I guarantee it's gonna be a huge. Yeah. Hit. I'm sure it's gonna be made available. Yeah. They're gonna. Everyone's gonna sell. Like it's gonna be a huge thing. Uh, it's hilarious. Oh, he looked good it. though. Hey, he didn't he look good? Like I haven't seen him look that skinny ever. <laughs> well, remember, remember when that for that brief period of time where he wore the hairpiece because and then he became the spokesman for a hairpiece company. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. After Seinfeld, okay, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and it was just disturbing. And it was kind of like, why? Like, why would George Costanza wear a hairpiece? Like, like, and he, I think George Costanza does wear a hairpiece. In it, one there was, there was one episode it, where he did get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a big joke. It is. So then you see the actor doing it and you're like, what, weren't you in on that joke? Like what happened there? It just seems so off. And uh, so to see him like in this looking good and doing his thing, I loved it. Believe it or not, I'm walking on it. Hey, that's my face. You can't just wear my face. My mom told me to say, I'm sorry. Give me back my face. I met Jason Alexander at the airport once. He got off the plane. Oh. And he said, and, I, and uh, me and my friend Trevor were there. Um, uh, I can't remember what the scenario is. Oh, yeah, Trevor. Yeah, that's right. My friend Trevor, who he used to be on um, video on trial. Trevor Boris. Right? Yeah, I remember. And he, at, the, at, at the time, he was taking fishermen to northern Manitoba to, to fish. And I, think I was, <laughs> and I think I was meeting somebody at the airport. I can't remember. And so we're standing there together just having a chat. And who gets off the airplane but Jason Alexander? And he comes to walking into Winnipeg Airport, and Trevor goes, Jason Alexander, can we take our picture with you? And he went, No thanks, guys, but thanks anyway. And Trevor goes, Can I take a picture of you walking? And he said, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, he just, so he just kept walking, and, and, and Trevor took pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What was he doing there? Do you know? Um, he was, there was some kind, I, um, he was involved in some, he was investing in something, I think, because um, also an, another friend of mine told me he was his server at, we had a restaurant at the time called Pasta La, La Vista. I remember that. At yep. uh, City Place. Yep. And, he's, and so my friend said he fought to serve him when he came in because he was such a big Seinfeld fan. Hmm. And, it, and, it, and it, he was apparently involved in some, I don't know, there was some business something or other, or it might even have been um, uh, an event where he was the keynote speaker or something. Mm-hmm. But in, 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 in any case, uh, it was something like that. But it wasn't wasn't very well publicized. That's for sure. Mm, interesting. You yeah, guys just happened to yeah. see him. That's very cool. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. So so so, so ex- you can expect a Jason Alexander hoodie for your birthday next year. I love one. <laughs> now, my third favorite is actually um, not very high up on the ratings. And Mine I heard too. some. I heard some people say that it was uh, one of the worst ones, but I disagree. And that is the the Wayne's World uh, for Uber Eats. I love that Wayne's World ad. I really enjoyed that Wayne's World ad. I I enjoyed seeing them. I thought Cardi B was a welcome (laughs) addition. It's funny. It's funny. Yes. Especially when she was dressed as Garth. I, like, I, I, I sort of thought I'd see that. Like I'd see that movie. Well, it, it kind of it kind of brings back. Yeah, it brings like yeah. I think you guys yeah. should get back into that stuff and do yeah. it again. Now, they, of course, they look a little long in the tooth, but it's still funny. And what, what I really loved about it now it's a one minute spot, and there's a lot going on. And Cardi B only has one line at the very end. Uh, yeah. But I really love that they they start off with that cable, um, you know, that cable mm-hmm. access image that they always had at the beginning of every Wayne's World sketch on SNL. It starts with that specific image it was probably the same image or they recreated it and i love that they did that that was something they could have easily cut from the ad if they needed to but they kept it in there and that to me made it a genuine kind of wayne's world uh thing which was i thought excellent yeah i agree i really like that one and um that probably would be the one after that i'd put in fact it would be the one after the one i'm going to choose um for my third choice and there's a reason i like this ad um but nobody else does and it's ranked at the very bottom of oh. USA Today. Okay, I'm scrolling that down. Is, that is Oatly, Wow, Wow, oh. No Cow. Wow, I know. really? Okay, hang on. 
I, I have a I have a case to make for this. First okay. of all, first of all, when 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 the ad ran, I I died laughing. I thought this is ridiculous and it's weird. And um and they bought uh, they spent five million on this thing. I was like, this is this is this is there's this is funny. It cracked me up, and I was just like, I don't know why they would do this. It's like milk made for humans. It's like milk made for humans wow wow no cow no 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 wow wow the next day oatly um starts selling these shirts saying um uh i think the shirt said it's got the picture of the guys that's their ceo the guy in the commercial and they've got they've got his face on the shirt and i think it said that oatly Super Bowl commercial totally sucked. It says on the shirt, <laughs> and so, uh, so I went from kind of like what's that to, oh, they are the first intentionally bad Super Bowl ad ranked, knowing that their CEO is not a good singer, and they still had him on there singing, ranked at the very bottom, and then they used it uh, to to sell shirts, or I think it might have even been a shirt giveaway the next day. So I was like, okay, uh, like I accept that. I accept an advertiser taking the risk of purposely creating an ad that people would hate so that they could produce a t-shirt the next day. I just thought that's got, that's a risk. That's, that's a huge marketing risk. Um, and maybe it didn't pay off because it's ranked dead last. And no, I, I, I think I, it did pay yeah. off because it introduced us to a brand that we weren't aware of before. I'd never heard well, of this. I know what oat milk is, but I never heard of the specific brand of oat milk. So I think it's a success just in, in that awareness is huge. You know, they also advertise in the New Yorker, which is how I know them. Like they have, usually um, they buy like three ad spaces in the New Yorker. So when you're flipping, it's like a consecutive ad buy. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all postmodern ads where what I thought like one on the left side of the page will be, look over there, there's an Oatly ad. And then the one on the right side of the page will say, look over there, there's an Oatly ad. And the two arrows pointing at each other, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, this, this was also, I mean, this is a postmodern idea. Um, and those are often misunderstood. So uh, I, I, it's sort of in line with its brand, but at the same time, um, I do acknowledge that people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think the second, the second to last one on this list on the overall ad oh. meter is the Robin Hood. Now, do you think that's yeah. just a case of bad timing? Well, I mean, okay, you've been in the news for two weeks with this GameStop fiasco. So you're going to buy a Super Bowl ad. We're expecting a big statement, right? This is going to be big. Maybe it'll even be funny. They'll play off the news. Nothing. Yeah. Just lame. Yeah. Yeah. Like make make a statement. Just generic. Yeah. And yeah. And then let's yeah. go through these other ones. The ones at the bottom here now. As we said, sure. there's like, you yeah. know, overall they were pretty meh. But these ones at the yeah. bottom of the list are are even more so. And there's yeah. the one like the, another one. This is not my my least favorite, but certainly one that that deserves to be at the bottom is the Tony Romo Tony Romo for Skechers. Um, oh, yeah. With him and his wife, just they're everything to the masks. It's like, oh, you guys, not funny. It was so pro- and the thing is, it was pro- a promising intro to that ad where it yeah. looked like it was going to be a parody of like, uh, you know, like um, a trashy TV show, like TMZ. It looked like it was going to be a parody of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I thought, oh, this could be really good. And then it just, once again, we get the close up on the feet walking across the carpet. And you're just like, that's just a normal footwear ad. 
Mm-hmm. Like who who cares? Like, yeah, it's not Super Bowl. Yeah. And and you have to think about the target audience for Skechers, which I guess would be now. I mean, it was at one time teenagers, but those teenagers have now grown up. So Skechers, I guess, skews a bit older now. So they're looking for yeah. maybe the uh, the mid thirties kind of early family kind of situation, um, which I guess matches that. But still, I don't think it was yeah. a very not very well targeted uh, to no. its target audience. One ad that I think was very well targeted was the the Mountain Dew ad with with um. Uh, John Cena. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Perfectly yeah. targeted for it's, it's. I mean, that that's going after the stoners, and that is like. Yeah, that's that's it's just like uh, puppy monkey baby. It's the exact same kind of thing. It's like that's going to get people interested in this, and so it's yeah. like John Cena and I can't remember who else like driving around in the car, and uh, it's it's funny and it's weird and perfectly. I mean, I could definitely see them selling some more Mountain Dew because of that one. Yeah, uh, I uh, I like that ad too. The other one that comes to mind for me is the Fiverr ad. Oh yeah, you talked about this on Twitter quite a bit, and I thought I thought this was going to be your favorite one, this Fiverr one. Um, I you know what? I think it's smart. I think uh, to go after the four. That's the four seasoned landscape, uh, total <laughs> landscaping. Sorry. Yeah. And um, where Rudy Giuliani has now famous famous for having the all time worst press conference of all time like it's the worst <laughs> and uh so i'm glad that they went there but all told i thought the satire could be more biting than it was it was okay but uh i thought they could really go over the top with it yeah they could have cares that guy's it's a great premise know, yes it's yeah. a great premise that's right so yeah. i give them full credit for that premise that's that's toward the top for me but i just can't it's just the execution, I think, could have been a little sharper. And hey, that president is no longer president. We can do. We can have some fun with that. Oh yeah, and, you, and yeah, certainly you can, even Giuliani. Yeah. Yes, you can have fun with yeah. him as well. I have students presenting about their radio contests this week in, in uh-huh. radio class, and one of them there's a there's a business in Winnipeg called Three Seasons Landscaping. Uh, oh, is it really? Yeah, of course. And that's and I'm sure that if you go most cities, there's probably somewhere. In most cities, there's a four seasons because uh, that's kind of a common name. Now in Winnipeg, it's three seasons because our fourth season is winter, and that, there's no landscaping going on in the winter time. Right. So I think that's kind of funny. But I think that's part of what makes that so appealing is that there's probably a four seasons landscaping in every city in North America. It's just such a common name that uh, that's right. kind of what makes that such a funny funny thing. So yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, confused for four seasons hotel. And uh, actually, uh, Winnipeg used to have a St. Regis Hotel, yeah. which that was not like the St. Regis Hotel in the U.S. Like, it was like <laughs> where you go to New York, and if you're staying at the St. Regis, you're you're spending big bucks. In Winnipeg, at the St. Regis, you'd be like running from knife fights for your life, kind of thing. <laughs> Now, so, one uh, thing I, I think is interesting going off that, that now that was for Fiverr and the big, big message from that ad, it was all about kind of side hustle culture. Like it's about, you know, you can make, you can have pe- other people do this stuff. Fiverr is all about doing these like little jobs for kind of, it's about, it's about freelance work, right? That's kind of what it yeah. is. And then the other ad to kind of play off of that was the Dolly Parton uh, Squarespace yeah. five to nine, not nine to five, yeah. five to nine, meaning it's your other way you do outside of your full-time job side hustle it's your you know you're, right. you're doing design you're doing this you're dancing you're doing all kinds of stuff but i have to say that one had probably the biggest letdown of all of them for me yeah well yeah there wasn't that like there's there no, the idea you know right. you, you hear the idea and you're like this is gonna be great 
and it really wasn't. There's just well, you want you want to see Dolly Parton, but it wasn't her. It was just her right. on the cover of a magazine winking. Like no, no, no. They, they have yeah. to they have to end that with Dolly Parton there singing the song as part of the ad. And yeah. maybe she couldn't do it or something. I don't know what what would have been the reason for it, but that's kind of the letdown of that one. Is that you know? Are you I, telling me Dolly Parton won't do a Super Bowl ad? Well, I'm, I'm just right. saying she's getting up there, and maybe she wasn't able to for her health reasons or for COVID no, but, reasons. Well, I guess you never know, but but still, like. She'll do a Super Bowl. Act. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know she would. She did, and technically she did because her name's on it, and she right. is in it for like a split second. But I'm uh, saying we want. I wanted more Dolly Parton, is what I'm saying. Yeah, likewise. How about yeah? And by the way, you could actually. Um, let me just think to make sure nobody's dead. Is Dabney Coleman dead from Nine no. to Five? The boss. No. no, he's okay. See, you could have actually, you could have, you could have got the Nine to Five crew back together for the commercial. Sure. Like n- people would never stop talking about that. They yeah. love it. Yeah, for sure. But I, and the other thing is that I don't know that that now the, the 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 audience they're speaking to again talking about targeting the right audience. Like this is like people who are in their you know twenties and thirties who are you know working full time but not really liking what they do, so they're doing stuff on the side to make extra money in because it's their passion, which is about. But how many of those kids know who Dolly Parton is? Right? There's there's like it's not it it is a generational thing for sure. There's a lot of young people who don't know who Dolly yeah. Parton is. So I think that maybe doesn't land quite as well. It's it, it is for us. So we know who maybe. she is, but uh, there's I'm sure there's a yeah. whole generation who doesn't know. I would also say the ad um, that's that for me is like that too is the one with um, Martha Stewart. Yeah, that's the Miracle Grow. That was the one that was purchased. That was like the last one to be sold. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, like that one, once again, like on paper, oh, that's going to be great. And then when you watch it, you're like, nah, like Martha Stewart reading a cue card. Well, that's uh, it, it seemed I, very I thrown together. Both a dance again, but that was, yeah, uh, I don't know. But, did. you know, and then uh, playing off of that, John Travolta is now all over TikTok. Him and his daughter are, are posting TikToks oh, yeah. all over the place based on that that ad. Um, uh, what was the worst ad to you Oh, in the bunch? Pick one that you think was the worst. Um. I gotta look at these like one more. Give me if you give me a. You know well, I'll, I'll tell you mine while you pick yours because I definitely have mine. That's the. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, the Cheeto. It? The Cheetos. It wasn't me with uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher and Shaggy and Shaggy, oh, yeah. of course. And oh god, I hated it. I hated it. It was so bad. It was like, such a bad um, parody of that song. It was not relevant. When the hell was the last time you heard Shaggy on the radio? You know, I just didn't like it. I I thought I their know, their yeah. singing was I awful. I didn't actually realize it was him. Yeah. You didn't think it was Shaggy? No, I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know yeah. that was Shaggy. <laughs> I, in fact, I asked I asked my class, was that Shaggy? And they're all like, I don't know. Like nobody knows. Who's they're like, who's Shaggy? But once again, the guy from Scooby Doo. Right, um, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was my least I favorite. I didn't else like is it. New. And it was it was also a matter of like uh, like a blatant um, celebrity endorsement with no value to it. Like there was some celebrity, like even the flat Matthew was funny. The, the flat Matthew McConaughey for Doritos. That yeah, was a that funny was thing. And it yeah. makes sense given that they're 3d Doritos, right? That's the idea. That's the gimmick. Uh, and it was funny at the end when he's in the machine, but, um, but that one, like it was like for no, there was no reason to have Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis other than the fact that they're a couple and they played a couple on TV. It was like, that's it. But I caught you at the counter. Wasn't me. Saw you snacking on the sofa. Wasn't me. You even had him in the shower. It wasn't me. 
I even caught you on camera. You the one who granted access to your snacks. Don't talk surprised that she sleep behind your back. You gotta keep tabs before she emptied that bag. Let's review the situation. Orange fingers, red flag. To keep you on stash, you gotta hide it better. If she asks where they are, you say forget her. Never admit to a word. And please don't upset her. And if she keep on snacking, I guess you'll let her. Well, did you? Wasn't me. Okay, I think I got mine. I, well, uh, although I will say one other thing, and that is Bruce Springsteen, uh, the Bruce Springsteen ad for Jeep. Nobody seems to like that ad. He doesn't and, look normal. He looks uh, weird first, in that ad. Doesn't he look weird? Thank you. Thank you very much. I was just about to say, when the ad started, I thought it was Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I did. Like he and looks... I, I, it sounds ridiculous, I know, but something doesn't look right about Bruce in that ad. The lighting is off. The direction the camera's on him and that opening shot, something didn't come together. He's clean shaven. I know that he's, he also, doesn't usually have a beard, but he do, I don't know. He just doesn't look scruffy enough to be yeah. Bruce Springsteen. You know? I, you know, I, I wondered, um, you know, I wondered about that. And I also wondered about them not using a Bruce Springsteen song in the, uh, like, it seems hey, like a no brainer. He's a singer. Like, could we get a, even a new song? Like, like you would expect, one would expect that there would be um, a song in that commercial spot. Um, so there's that one that a lot of people uh, called out for being um, whatever, whatever they thought it was. Um, they didn't like it. I wouldn't say I, I hated it the most, but I, I will say there was a bit of a lost opportunity. The one that I really hated comes in at number 50 on the ad meter and it's inspiration for join the first all civilian space mission. Okay. I signed up. What are you talking about? I was like, Oh yeah. really? And I signed up. I'm just joking. Well, hey, it's an ad should make you sign up, right? It should make you sign up. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I just like, when you have a concept that's that big, what, and then that's all you get. <laughs> that, that like that, like that was flat Matthew. That ad, that okay. ad, that ad was so flat that that I that flat Matthew could have shown up in that ad and uh, been the most three D thing about it. Like <laughs> I, I just I don't know. That to me was the one where I was like, so what? Like, big <laughs> deal. Well, they could have made it a bigger. Like, like it is an exciting yeah. premise. Yes. Like going, if people going like this is like, hey, right on. I could do that. Yeah. Like I could go into space. I'm sure it costs millions of dollars. Uh, but um, yeah, you're right. It was pretty boring for the for what it was. I mean, I remember it, but I just remember going, if this is the best we can do. And by the way, what was the overall rating on that? Low, like I said, low. And I have to say that I yeah. rated all my ads. I was I was on a higher level for this. Even though I thought there were a lot of them were meh, I was still rating them like sevens and eights because they weren't awful. But these yeah. ones are like, yeah, average score 5.3. Yeah. That one was, uh, where's that one here? Number 50 you said it was? 4.9. Yeah, that's like, eh, you know, like people didn't like them or maybe they're well, just tougher they were, it was a general lower quality i would say it wasn't like um lower quality across the board but the but the but the um normally every year we have some that are just god awful the all-time worst things we've ever seen mm -hmm. and i just say like the worst ones we saw weren't as bad as normal either it was just all kind of sandwiched in the middle scores like so i would agree that the best Super Bowl ad this year is probably a B. I think that's right. I think Maybe, I agree. And, yep. Yeah. And a whole, there's a whole bunch at the 4.6 to 4.9 <laughs> rating where you're just like, it's an F, but you know, who could even bother? 
Yeah. Like how much, let's see, where does passable, oh no. So like if uh, 6.0 is a C, where do we have to go to get to well, if, if, if Oh my God, these are low. Well, yeah, Rocket Mortgage, the very number one is, is 7.4. So that's a B. Yeah. That's, that's if we're going. Where's, where's our first 6.0? Holy. That's far, it's far down seen. there. Yeah, where where do we get going to average? Uh Huggies. Oh, oh, here it is. T Mobile Family Drama with um with Family Drama 5G with Anthony Anderson. It's like a playoff of that blackish uh it's not it's not the blackish family, but it's a playoff of blackish. Oh, uh, it's, one. It's, yeah. That's a six and same oh, with yeah. the Bud, Bud Light yeah. Legends. That's another with Post Malone. Yeah. That was another. Again, I, it just feels like they're throwing so much into that, right? There's so many different things going on. It's like, let's just get every single celebrity we can and throw them into this. That's what that was. So uh, the 19. N- NFL yeah, as 19 one. Years. Yeah, 19. NFL yeah. as one. Again, that's another one of those kind of uh, pull the tar- heartstrings kind of one. That was a 6.0. Yeah. And then after that, it goes down to a, a D or lower. Oh, uh, Scissor Hands. Uh, the Edward Scissor Hands oh. one with, with Winona. Now, I think uh, that's an interesting way to create an Edward Scissorhands piece of media without Johnny Depp. Like, you don't want to use Johnny Depp right now, right? Of course, because of all the scandal and everything going on with him. So they get Timothy Chalamet to play Edward Scissorhands' son. And I thought that was quite funny. Oh, I didn't like it. No? I, I was like, hey, if you don't, if Johnny Depp cannot, what for whatever reason, I don't care what the reason is, uh, even if nobody wants to see Johnny Depp, so be it, then don't do the ad. Do something mm. different. Okay. I, I just think if you, like Winona Ryder, I was happy to see her, but even she, you know, they they made her up in a way to make her look different. So she it was, once again, it was hard to tell who she was. Yeah. And, and then. Um, I think like she's supposed to look like a generic mom. I think that's what she's supposed to yeah, look like. I think so. But it, but it didn't. Uh, like if you're going to go to scissor hands, you want the actor who played scissor hands. That's the problem. So, yeah. so if that actor cannot appear in your ad because he's bad for your ad, for your brand or whatever, then uh, I'd say do a different idea. Okay. Um, like Winona Ryder's been in 10,000 movies. I mean, God, you can... They can do a Heather's... Let's do a Heather's-related ad with, with Christian uh, Christian um, Slater. Um, reality interestingly, Bites. Reality Bites. There reality you go. Bites. With Ethan <laughs> Hawke. One of my least favorite movies ever made. Oh, are you so kidding me? That, I love that movie. I hate... Oh, it's oh. terrible. Oh, no, it's... It's so terrible is she gonna is she gonna choose the troubled slacker yes the slick mtv producer oh i can't wait to find out um interestingly this is winona's second year in a row at the super bowl she was in the uh winona was it winona indiana or whatever winona colorado whatever that one was where she's sitting at the border of the town square space ads so she's been that's two two in a row so maybe she can get a streak going of different super bowl ads this is the story of a boy with scissors for hands No, not that one. Edgar, you're going to be late. This one. My son, Edgar. Next up, Lancer Street. How magnets at opposite poles can actually... Yo, Edgar! It was what I would expect from the Super Bowl this year. Everything's a little bit less. You know, it's just like not not quite we're not quite up to back to normal yet we don't have all the best people working on stuff so it's all like kind of everyone's doing kind of a so-so job because of the pandemic so that's all this was was everyone doing yeah. a so-so job so uh, and anyway some, something that appeared to be popping up in lots of these ads was um 
because of social distancing and everything, it looked like some ads wedged people together um, using CGI. And so it didn't yeah. seem, it didn't seem like the like Paramount, it, that Paramount plus ad was yeah. definitely that. Yeah. And also Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani together. That was a dumb, oh my God. Like nobody but, cares about that. That's so stupid. But it was also like, were they in the, even in the room together? Like that, like uh, if that's what their chemistry is like, the marriage isn't going to last. So I hope that was. Well, what, about, what, what about the part where he cheats on his wife and divorces her for Gwen Stefani? When do you get to tell that part of the story? Yeah. Yeah. I like Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's right. They, they left that part out for some reason. They, they didn't like he was that. married when they met. You know, it's not. And maybe right. she was. I don't know if she was or not. But certainly he was married to uh, um, what's her face, another country music singer. Yeah, I remember who, who was. I thought they anyway. were both married to the guy from Bush. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, there we go. That's our take on the Super Bowl. We'll do it again next year. We'll do it every year. It's always fun. Oh, uh, I'm leery eyed but... from it still. I'm still <laughs> tired from it. Three screens at the same time. Yeah, it's a little much. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm much. hoping, I mean, again, I'm hoping next year that we're able to have actual parties and get together and people yeah. can, and, that, and then watching the Canadian Super Bowl will not be as bad because you'll have time to talk to your friends while the pizza hotline ad is on and then you can shut yeah. up when the Jason Alexander hoodie ad comes on. It's like going to a mall where half the stores have, have left, have gone bankrupt and left. And so it's like, oh, look, a store. Oh, we got some time to rest. Ah, uh, there's no stores here. They so so you're saying it's like, going, store. it's like going to a mall in 2021 is what you're saying. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. Exactly what a mall Lots is right of now. Gap. The Gap. That's right. It's like going to the Gap where it's a literal gap. There's no store there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's finish up with some recommendations. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to recommend uh, that we watch or listen to or whatever? Oh, so much. I am going to go with on Amazon Prime. Um, I saw this recommended in the Globe and Mail, I believe. Mm -hmm. It is a show called Louder Milk. Louder Milk. L-O-U-D-E-R-M-I-L-K. Mm -hmm. It's a guy's last name. Um, and it is a wonderful three-season sitcom. Well, not a sitcom. It's a, um, oh, how should I describe it? It's like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um with uh, uh, less improv, it's a scripted curb your enthusiasm. Thank you. I finally okay. I pulled it out of the. I pulled it out of the hat. Um, I'm sorry. Give me one second while I just click on. I always forget the actors' names. Um, it uh, feature. Oh, of course, it features um, from Office Space. Ron Livingston. Oh yeah. Played the main guy in Office Space, and Will Sasso. Oh yeah. The, the show. The show is shot in Vancouver. Um, they pretend it's Seattle. Um, and I just like devoured the it's a half an hour at a time, so it goes by fast. I devoured those three seasons like nothing. And uh and uh I have to say, like sometimes you're finished a series and you're like, oh, I'm glad I'm glad I'm done. Kind of <laughs> I'm tired. Uh I finished those and I actually missed the show. Like I I sort of was ready to watch more than what they gave me. And it's sort of it almost has the tone of high fidelity, John uh -huh. Cusack, a bit like that, like a little bit hipsters, a little bit addiction issues, a little bit like uh, um, uh, curmudgeon uh, is the main character. And you sort of put it all together. It just, I don't know, it's just real nice. I really enjoyed watching those three seasons. Very nice. Cool. Well, how about you? I'll check it out for sure. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Um, 
I gotta say, I, I've been playing more video games uh, recently than than ever before. Obviously, we're all stuck at home doing more of that kind of stuff. And one of the games I played recently um, is the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, One and Two. It's a it's a com- it's a kind of a re release. So for those who don't know, the Angry Video Game Nerd is a is a YouTuber, and he's been he's been around forever. He was like one of the very first big channels on YouTube, and kind of I've t- I'm sure I've talked about him before in the podcast. Very very popular, very funny. His gimmick is that he reviews bad video games and so a number of years ago they released um the angry video game nerd that's video game it was based on it's kind of based on like stuff that from the series so there's lots of jokes about different characters and different games and that kind of stuff um so they released that then a couple years later they did a sequel to it and now they have this kind of third re-release and what happens is if you beat the first and second games there's a third chapter that unlocks it's not a full game but it's still more to more to play if you play through the first two and it's it's a lot of fun it's a very very tough platformer game and you will die a lot that is the frustrating part but it's also kind of the most fun part because you die so much and it's so frustrating and it's like designed to get you and like throwing your controller at the screen which is like being an angry video game nerd right so you become an angry video game nerd when you're playing this this game um and so for any fans of the series i think you would really enjoy it it's, it's not expensive i don't know if it's available on xbox or not i i have it on uh switch i downloaded it on my switch but it was only okay. like 15 bucks it was cheap it's 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 a very basic kind of retro style platformer and each level is kind of themed after a different type of video game um they have one that's kind of a horror movie theme so the whole level's like in black and white until you push a color button and then it becomes colorized so lots of cool gimmicks like that and the whole thing is that you're going around shooting people with like what looks like a um, nintendo air um gun like the gun that came with the original nintendo system that's what you have you're going around shooting people and you're supposed to be rescuing your friends from these video games that have consumed them so anyway and lots of and then there's also an appearance by um um, well, it's Gilbert Gottfried in the YouTube series. Uh, they have a character named Fred Fux, F U C K S. No, F U no F U C H S. I just spelled it. <laughs> I just spelled it like the swear. F U C H S. Fux. They've got a character named Fred Fox in the series. He's played by Gilbert Gottfried eventually uh, when they did have him played. Um, but he's in this as well. He's one of the bosses and he's quite funny. And so I've really enjoyed uh, that that game on and off. It's a great, like, pick it up and play it for 15 or 20 minutes to do a level. And it, the fun thing is that at the end of the level, it will show you how many times you die. And it's like 50, 60 times you die per level. Because it's just such... It's, oh, boy. But it's fun. It's fun. So good. So if you're looking for something to play, there's something you can check out. The Angry Video Game Nerd Remastered version or whatever it's on you can find it on the on the store of whatever video game system and probably on steam as well if you like steam excellent all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the media nerds podcast i'm dan vetabonker i'm kenton larson don't let the door hit you on the ass